0: This is Unfiltered, episode 62, for August 7th, 2013.
1: Alarm bells went off across Washington when a crucial message was intercepted, involving communications in the last several days among senior al-Qaeda operatives. Final planning for an attack may be complete. Dozens of U.S. intelligence analysts are urgently scouring databases, telephone intercepts, and websites for clues. The U.S. response? going beyond a worldwide travel warning and closing embassies across the Middle East and North Africa. Fifteen hundred Marines on board three Navy warships in the Red Sea will now remain off the coast of Yemen ready to react. CNN has agreed to an administration official's request to withhold details of the intercept that helped trigger the response because the information is so sensitive.
0: On this week's episode of Unfiltered Terror Alert, the Obama administration claims to have intercepted significant chatter, warning them to an impending attack from terrorists, forcing the U.S. to shutter nearly two dozen diplomatic posts and evacuate personnel around the world. The convenient emergency arises during major new revelations of domestic spying. The Drug Enforcement Administration is using intelligence gathered by the NSA to investigate U.S. citizens for domestic crimes and then covers it up. We've got the details, plus Snowden leaves the airport your feedback, our follow-up, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered.
2: again to another edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly, weekly show about the, the news you really shouldn't be watching, you know, and I'm, and I'm looking over the grand land of the Republic of Unfilter and I just looked down at my phone and I saw an amber alert, oh my god, it's Chris Fisher, hey, hey Chris, there, how's Mr. it going? Hey
0: Chase, you know,
2: Amber Alert, I have arrived, you know, so before I, I showed up today, yeah I was driving over here like I normally do. I was cruising listening to Actually, I was listening to Ronald Jenkins, this guy right here. Oh, are you really? I was, seriously. Good man. I was listening to rock it out and I got an amber alert. Yeah. My, my first wife and one I got this too. First yeah. one ever I have received electronically, by the way. I I you know, I've had this service activated sure sure a lot of smartphones have this option
0: you turned it on
2: i turned it on because yeah. you know what hey I, I you're wanna, a patriot i'm gonna do Chase. my part you're to help patriot. out america right and i was you know i got here and you you fed me some of your awesome meat thank you and i gotta say we were all just chatting and all yeah. of a sudden all
0: of our phones went it off it was at you to weird see, it was so
2: at weird the, at the same exact time oh my god and the
0: same tone which was really weird yeah, i was like eh, cross eh, cross eh, my wife eh, has uh my wife my wife has a uh, iPhone uh, 4s. You and I have an HTC One, yeah. and they all made the same exact noise at the same exact moment. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was. It was really a network wide
2: message, it and, was then, really and then we had our conversation about how did how does this make you feel? You know. Uh, you know, you thought it was a conditioning of a police state. I did. I won't, I
0: won't <laughs> lie. I, at the moment, I, <laughs> when everything went off at once and it was like, warning, citizen, warning, there is an alert, citizen, warning.
2: Now, now wait, uh, we have somebody in the chat room by the name of Odyssey Westra. By the way, when we record the show, which you should be joining us live every Wednesday evening, 6 it, p.m. Pacific It turn, is the only responsible thing to do. It, you should. I would like to know where Odyssey Westra is from. Mm. Because, you got Western in the name. Chase. So I, I think they're probably from the West Coast. Yeah. But uh, there was an Amber Alert from uh, from Oregon or Washington. Washington State initiated the, the, uh, the oh. warning.
0: Because we, uh, they thought they were transiting through Washington State.
2: Right. Yeah. So right now, I don't know what the result of that is. No,
0: but it was weird. It Maybe
2: definitely... I'll have a Fox News alert
0: later on and let you know. <laughs> okay, you keep us posted. <laughs> okay. Actually, we might. We might get another alert as the show goes on. That yeah. actually could happen. That could actually happen. So uh, guess what, Chase? Wait, what? Big Show? Really? Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, Obama administration took care of that for us this week. So I mean, we just sat back and let them do all the hard work. To be honest with Spokane, you, can Washington. By the way, see, so you gotta love the instant wow you know, promptness. Yeah, look at that Odyssey. Welcome. I'm glad to. You should join us in the studio one of these days. Don't be creepy. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> it's right? don't be creepy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Chase? Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, my what's Leila address? My address yeah. is. <laughs> well, you know, it's out there. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we got a lot to get to this week. Oh yes, uh, huge but show. I felt like so much of what we're about to cover yeah. as the show goes on, um, is really made possible. A lot of this show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Edward Snowden. Oh wait! Oh whoa! You you scared me. <laughs> I know. There. I thought I'd play with you a little uh, bit. I was just like, as, wait, uh, we have a as Linux King in the chat room likes to point out, this sometimes likes to be the Snowden show, and I no, I'm not saying that we're going to talk about Snowden. This is one of the episode. big.
2: Honestly, this is one of the biggest
0: stories of our time.
2: It is, and, and it needs to be talked about. And sorry, if it's currently no, in the I news, agree.
0: it needs to be chatted. about. And I also think that uh, there's just a small update on Snowden this week. We're we're just going to spend just a couple of minutes on it, but I think it gives. Uh, a great uh, setup for the rest of what we're going to discuss in this week's episode, including um, some of the things that aren't aren't even directly linked but still involve leaks in the NSA. So uh, since we were on the air last week, last Wednesday, uh, Edward Snowden has actually finally been able to leave the uh, Russian airport. Oh, he left he, the restricted zone. He has. And he has. Uh, and he
2: stopped by duty free on his way out the
0: airport. He, you know, we're not sure because it was actually pretty sneaky. A flight from Paris landed. And yeah. as the uh, flight from Paris was unloading, Ed slipped out into the traffic stream. And there's only one photo of Ed quickly getting into the car. What, they
2: didn't notice that he was walking with people? No, really? he, like,
0: he was all sly about it. And of course, wow. I got to tell you, Chase. That's pretty good. The U.S. response, well, they're not happy.
3: Well, in the meantime, uh, Russia's granting of temporary asylum to Edward Snowden has infuriated Washington. The White House hinted that September's summit between President Obama and Vladimir Putin uh, may now actually be cancelled. Uh, that's as uh, some Republican senators have called for a major rethink of relations between the two countries. <gasps> uh-huh. Artis now gauges the U.S. response. Gauge it for us, please. Gauge it.
4: Together with Edward Snowden, Russia has now become the object of Washington's wrath. Oh. Fiery remarks are coming from Congress. Senator Lindsey Graham says Americans in Washington should consider this a game changer in our relationship with. Russia. Senator John McCain goes, It is a slap in the face of all Americans. We cannot allow today's action by Putin to stand without serious repercussions. The White House touched upon some of those repercussions, saying Moscow's decision on Snowden undermines the growing cooperation between Russian and U.S. security services. The White House spokesperson said Washington is, quote, extremely disappointed with oh. Moscow. Also, this
5: Mr. Snowden is not a whistleblower. He is accused of leaking classified wow. information, and yeah. has been charged with three fe- felony counts.
0: Okay.
2: I want to stop right here. That's ri- that's like like pointed like he is not a whistleblower.
0: Also, I, I happen to believe that when, and okay, so I watch a lot of the news, and uh, J- that was uh, Jay Carney from the White House. Yeah. He is looking very tired. And if you've, if you've followed this, a lot of these White House spokespersons, they start out plucky-eyed, And then as time goes on and the controversies add up, they look really tired. Like, it it really weighs on these people. And Jay Carney is definitely looking like that now. If you've watched the videos of these, Jay Carney looks real tired. And I think, I honestly believe, when he said fellies, I think that's what they call them in the White House. I think, like, like when you and I use technical terms or anything we might be using x264 you know i just i popped that through the x264 encoder and then it came out as an mp4 and it was really nice it was a great looking file nice and tight yeah yeah it's vernacular it's industry vernacular and these bastards in the white house are throwing around felony charges so much that they've got a cute little term for it they're fellies because they're doing so many of them let's just play it again and you tell me if it was not a natural slip of of him just being in normal j mode and then they had to slip it out and then actually use the actual word i know i'm reaching here but i swear to god when i heard that i was like holy crap that sounds like something right. i've heard when yep. i've worked in it for years and i'm just shooting the shit with one of the guys
5: a whistleblower he is accused of leaking classified information and has been charged with three felony felony counts and he should be returned to the United States. Are you
6: sure? Paul showed the majority of Americans actually no, no, fel- fel-
0: felony. Maybe. I don't know. I know. I know. You might have. I don't
2: know. I know. Chris, I just, you I might saw, be. You might be reaching. Three fellies.
0: Three fellies. I think. I think I it it's not a term like to me. Use. I think it's cute. They toss Oh yeah. We'll charge that bastard. That that dumb bastard with a felly. We'll get him. We'll shut I, his I mouth. I don't know.
2: I, I think he was reading from his script. Yeah, you might. Be and right. he was stumbling over his words like we all do. Uh, you know, fel- felonies. You
0: know what you get, Chase. You're probably right. You're probably right.
5: And has been charged with three felony counts. Yes. And he should be returned to the United States.
0: Polls show
4: the majority of Americans actually disagree with the White House on whether or not Mr. Snowden is a whistleblower. They think he is. But it seems the White House and some lawmakers are only happy to focus on Russia because it takes the thunder away from the conversation about the surveillance state. But the conversation is happening. As much as the government would want it, they can't put a lid on it. New laws are being proposed to rein in NSA surveillance. Last week, Congress killed one such bill by only 12 votes. Lawmakers have indicated there will be more such proposals.
0: And we covered that vote in uh, last week's episode. But I actually think there is some interest there. I mean, you think about it. If it only failed by 12, and they're talking about more... Doing something else that maybe isn't quite as dramatic. That might have a better chance of passing. Maybe they really are getting a little worried about the uh, funding drying up for this.
2: Well, it's one of those things where we've talked about a lot on the show where money controls a lot of things. You're right about that. And if you cut off that supply, yeah.
0: then you finally get somebody's attention. Go right, figure. Right. Go figure. Go and figure. So I thought maybe let's zoom in before we move on to Snowden. Like, So now that he's out of the airport and he's just walking around like, uh, you know, where is he going to stay? He's Wait. kind of... Did you get another Amber Alert?
2: I'm getting an Amber Alert right now. my my phone My phone's Where's vibrating. My
0: phone? What's it say?
2: It, well, you have it, it, you it, muted it for the show? Yeah, I muted it for the show. But it's the same car, uh, Boulevard California Amber Alert update. Really? License six whiskey Charlie uniform six nine eight six. And I didn't get it this time. Yeah, I just I got it again.
0: I wonder if it's because you're plugged in. I don't know, huh? Uh, all right, God. So uh, if you're Ed Snowden and you're the most wanted man in the world right now, it's kind of funny because that's not even an exaggeration. That's like literally he might be the most wanted man in the world. Uh, what do you do? Who do you who do you stay with? Who do you know who to trust? Where do you go? Welcome
7: you- back to Newsline. I'm Kaneko Sakno. One of the highest profile American fugitives is getting used to life in Russia. Intelligence leaker Edward Snowden took up the country's offer of temporary refuge. Now he says he's planning to stay for the time being because he fears U.S. officials are still trying to get him.
0: What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's said a few times that he's afraid of, that U.S. officials are still coming from... Of
7: course they are,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
7: Snowden spent over a month in legal limbo at a Moscow airport. He walked out on Thursday after Russian officials granted him a year's asylum. Snowden's Russian lawyer, Anatoly Kucherena told NHK, American government agents are still a threat.
8: A powerful state is searching for him, so he's in extremely great danger. I understand a wide range of measures may be used to try and get him.
7: The lawyer said Snowden will probably stay with an American who's lived in Russia for some time. He says Snowden came to trust the American through online exchanges during his stay at the Moscow airport.
0: Uh, So there you go. He's staying with an American. Who's been in Russia for a long time and was communicating with Snowden online? Now, I think you can narrow this down because he was probably communicating with Snowden over very secure methods, which means he's probably very technically elite. This might be actually somebody we know. Really? I don't know. I I, I kind of have that. I have that feeling. In fact, I think I'm going to redbook it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to redbook it. Oh
2: whoa, he's he's breaking out
0: the red will, Book. Will you everybody? hand me that IX Systems pen right there? Well, I uh, write it down in the book while I'm wearing my System 76 shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just think it's interesting. So I'll, I'll write this down. I mean, I, I don't know for sure. Maybe he could be anybody. But it seems right. interesting that it's an American. He's lived in Russia for a while. He was communicating with Snowden online. To me, that suggests potentially somebody who's maybe using BitMessage or uh, mail or something like that. Okay. Have you followed, by the way, what's happened with Tor?
2: No. Oh, I, well, a little bit. I haven't really well, had too so, much finger on it.
0: Uh, there, so you're familiar with Tor, right? Of course, The, the deep yeah. web. Yeah. Um, there is a flaw in JavaScript that the feds have been exploiting to de-anonymize people. What they did is they took over a site and they replaced it with a. this site has been shut down by the, you know.
2: F- yeah, yeah. the. Uh-
0: Actually, no, they didn't even say it for the feds. They say it was shut down for upgrades and shut down because we were attacked or something like that. In that warning, they embedded malware. That when you visited the website, just by viewing the website. Wow. You got infected and then they would essentially begin to de-anonymize you. Even if you, on you on had
2: anti-malware on your computer, like protection and all that?
0: Uh, it takes advantage of JavaScript, so I don't think it actually shows up as malware to like an antivirus program. So, like, wow. say you got nod Thirty Two on your box or yeah, like yeah. Security Essentials, I don't think it actually even shows up as malware because it just shows up as an in-browser process. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. And then they would begin to de-anonymize you, which is the, the reason why that that's interesting to keep in mind as we get to, into uh, the show a little bit later on. We're going to talk about uh, some of those things, but anyway. So, as uh, that's interesting, he's staying with some U.S. Uh, some U.S. citizen in Russia now. Uh, Of course, this came out just a little bit after our show was on the air last week. So that gave an opportunity for the politicians to hit the Sunday circuits. And uh, one of those was uh, Senator Schumer. And he said that Putin is acting like a damn schoolyard bully. Two senior
4: lawmakers want President Obama to cancel next month's summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin. On Face the Nation Sunday, Senator Charles Schumer and Congressman Paul Ryan accused Putin of trying to antagonize the United States by granting asylum to NSA leaker Edward Snowden.
9: President Putin's behaving like a schoolyard bully. And in my experience, I've learned, uh, unless you stand up to that bully, uh, they ask for more and more and more. And he's always going out of his way, President Putin is, to seem to poke us in the eye, whether it's in Iran, in Syria, now with Snowden. So I would urge the president not to go forward with the bilateral meeting next month. That would give Putin the kind of respect he doesn't deserve at this point in time. This is a stab in the back. This is a slap in the face. And I actually agree with Senator Schumer. That has to come with consequences. Um, And I think the administration should proceed just like we just now discussed.
4: Schumer says relations with Russia are more poisonous now than at any time since the Cold War.
0: So since uh, relations are more poisonous now than any time during the Cold War when nuclear war was about to erupt, what the best thing to do would be to cut off communications, stop dialogue. Yep. I-, I love how Schumer is on the air saying, "You gotta quit meeting with Putin. You gotta quit talking to Putin." That shows him too much respect. By the way, uh, worse relations since the Cold War. How does th- how do those two things go together in the same sentence? Well, it's a great idea. You know, you know, Chris.
2: Uh, I mean, the best thing to do is when you're pissed off at somebody, just don't talk to him.
0: <laughs> right. Don't work it out. Right. Don't work it out. No, well, no, just rage quit. Good news that's exactly what Obama's doing. Rage quit back to the
10: headline twenty minutes ago. President Obama will not meet in Moscow with Vladimir Putin in early September. He will, however, still attend we believe the G20 summit that will take place in Russia only in a different city further to the west and north St Petersburg
0: Aww. 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 well rage quit so no mo- no meeting with putin uh, <laughs> back- Obama-
2: Mac Prizel's got it right in the chat room. <laughs> he unfriended him <laughs> and unfollowed <laughs> him on Twitter totally. Totally, that's what he did. You have been blocked on
0: Facebook. Um, and uh, Obama said that the Snowden incident, incident, incident. Uh, played a factor.
2: You don't... You don't it the, played a factor, Jake. It played a factor in, in my <laughs> meeting with uh, uh, Vladimir Putin.
0: Look. <laughs> look. <laughs> We need to get things right. Actually, uh, I believe uh, first of all, you got to sort of. This is theater of the mind, Chase. So you got to rewind. You got to go back, and you got to you got to set the stage. Take us back in time, Chris. Obama enters the room. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) There you go, and he says, "Oh, look! Uh, Actually, he sat down on Leno of all places. Apparently, Obama. That's a great idea." In order to... Reach out to the American people. Instead of talking to the White House uh, press corps, who is literally their entire purpose of existence is to stand by 24-7 for anything the president wants to fart in their general direction so they can attempt to sniff it up and then print some sort of crap about it. Instead of talking to those people, he goes on Leno. He flies across the country and goes on Leno.
2: Are you saying, Chris, that I should go to a biased audience?
0: (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I I kinda got the feeling that's what it was about, Chase. I kinda did get that feeling. All right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. You got a you. clip? So another no, can we roll a clip? No, I didn't I did not clip any of the Obama on Leno stuff. Why not? Well, first of all That was
2: pretty good. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I was, I was trying to uh, I was trying to take a stance, Chase. I was trying to take a stance. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, Senator Schumer said that Fair President enough. Putin is behaving like a schoolyard bully. bully. He said uh, on Face the Nation on that CBS's Sunday show. He said, "In my experience, I've learned unless you stand up to that bully, yep, they ask for more and more and more and more." So there you go. So we, uh, so first of all, first last week we had Graham advocating we boycott the Olympics, and now, and apparently to to their, uh, what's interesting is these guys are close now, to now, Obama now. They're, there's another. Th- all right, better stuff than that. I better stop with that, dude. I you can gotta go be careful. on forever. You can go into Obama all night long. I, know. I have done it, and I yep. almost gotten a divorce over it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you got three kids. I mean, the lovemaking
0: was great, but after- <laughs> hey, hey, let me see your old face. Uh, hello, everybody. Get it? Oh, 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 Obama. All right. Anyway, actually, uh, I'll tell you, everything was going great until. until- oh my gosh, it's Anderson. Oh, I- so I want—I uh, never want to
2: hear that again. Okay,
0: all right. So before we get into the real meat this week, yeah. uh, I want to take a moment and uh, hit the pause button here and thank this week's Unfilter supporters. Yeah, absolutely. The Unfilter Show, Chase. Do you know what's different about the Unfilter Show? Well, you know the one thing about that's really
2: indifferent, indifferent, and different about the show. All right, lay it on me, man. Is we don't take advertisers. Hallelujah! And you know why we don't take advertisers? Chris? Tell me about this, Chase. Well, you know what we try to portray here is an unbiased. You know, just we're we're going to deliver our news that we can unfiltered and unbiased as possible. Obviously, we have our leanings. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know. You know, Chris and I, you know, we have our feelings, but we're we're we're, we're by my, no means experts if you call it. There's that. There's nobody buying our opinion. No, no one's buying our opinion, and we don't have I to worry. That's... We don't have to worry about uh, saying, well, let's say for example, I'm going to take uh, Pepsi here, just as an example. They're not an advertiser, but let's say for example. Uh, we had some stories, some some charged stories about Pepsi. Maybe we wouldn't talk about them mm. because maybe
0: perhaps they're you know they're kicking us some money. Isn't I mean, let's be honest. I mean, hasn't everybody noticed this problem with mainstream media? Yeah. Is that they and now have... a message from this? Right, exactly. They have this secondary interest. I actually there's one aspect to sponsorships yeah. that I've never talked about on the show. I don't know why because it's actually the most important of all of them. Um, actually maybe not because I think the most important is the fact that we don't have to play this numbers game we don't have to make this product that is mass marketed we have to just make a product that appears yeah. or that appeals to our supporters but the other element and I genuinely love and appreciate every sponsor that Jupiter Broadcasting Network has yeah, Made, yeah because me those other shows that have sponsorship That's the game I decided to play. I built those shows with the intention of getting sponsorship. That's the model for those shows. This this show is different. Right, a portion of my energy for those shows goes towards maintaining that sponsorship relationship because a huge part of having sponsorship on a podcast and on any show... Having good relationships. ...is keeping that relationship. Absolutely. It's a client client relationship of mine. I have better things to focus my time on with Unfilter. I don't need to spend a part of my Unfilter production time Making a sponsor feel great about being on this show. Well,
2: because the difference here, unlike television shows, is we don't have to appease to a rating, okay? Right. We're not trying to gain top market share right. of a particular category in right. a particular market. I mean, like, there's We're a reason. We're not trying to do that.
0: There's a marketable reason why the Linux Action Show is the number one Linux podcast In the world. In the world. There's a reason for that, okay? It's not because of ego. It's because that's what's marketable. Absolutely right. Now, I'm not saying that's not an awesome goal, and I love that about the Linux Action Show. I genuinely love that it is the world's largest Linux podcast. This is different. This is different. I want to spend my time getting to the bottom of the stories. I want every moment I'm thinking about Unfilter, I want that time spent by me making it a better show. But you know, That's all I want to do.
2: The only way that's possible- Only way, Chase. The only way that's possible- is by supporters who come to the website. And the show notes, Chase. <laughs> they come to the website. Click on the show. They click on the show, and they donate and support $5 a month. They can go ahead. That's more, you're, you're drifting to Clinton now. You got to be
0: careful. Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> all you gotta do Okay, is, I was wrong. Right, You're no, right.
2: right. No, but really all you have to do is when you when you jump in and you become one of those supporters, and we have a list of great names here. Yeah, signed up this uh, week. That signed up this week who support what we're doing, these are the people that are, that are a part of that uh uh, you know, awesome club. And the the neat thing is you don't only get this awesome show, but you get the supported pre-show, yeah. the post-show. And yeah. then immediately after the show, after you got things rolling over there on the awesome computers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you true. send out a newsletter.
0: Factual. Usually a little bit behind-the-scenes info, you know? Yeah. A little, uh, a little extra, something like a little insight in the production. Or a lot of times, there's a lot of things that Chase and I will... Uh, We'll get in a groove, and we'll forget to mention something entirely. And yeah. then we'll be like, after the show, we'll be like, oh, man, I can't believe oh, we crap. didn't. Yeah. We so forgot I'll, to mention we're not going to be here next week. Yeah. <laughs> <There> we <go. laughs> so I'll toss that in the newsletter. That always right, goes yeah. in there. Uh, yep. So I want to thank our Unfiltered supporters yep. this week. We want to thank you. Thank you. First one goes to uh, Chris. Chris. Not this Chris. Different Chris. Michael B. Alan P. James F. Nick W., who what? dropped in at 1333. So welcome to the Investors Club, Nick. Kyle J. Dusko P. I think that's how, how do you dusco Dusko, you think, Jace? Yeah. Yep. And I mean, Mr. Obama, and then Brian with an I, and then
2: we got NSA.
0: Nice to see you there on the list as well. <laughs> so, so that brings us to one hundred and fifty-one monthly unfiltered supporters. I love to get. I, right? well, I love
2: numbers that are like that. One five one. I know that's, because that's a, uh, what? Oh, what's that number again? What's a Paladrome. A palidrome. I it, love palindrom.
0: I when I put that in there, I did. I also I thought that feels good. One fifty one like. feels real good, but and actually, Bacardi
2: one fifty one is a very very toxic drink. Too. You know what would
0: feel even better though? Well, what one sixty one. 161? Because we're trying to get to 333. That'll cover one day. Uh-huh. Uh, you think this show takes one day? Son? No. Let me tell you. Some of the show does not take one day, but we're just trying to cover one day's nut not, for show.
2: Not only. Not only that I that I, I am uh, an unrestricted free agent. I'm an unrestricted free agent for the show. Yeah. So, come on, you guys.
0: Help Dude, support the show. I mean, show. imagine imagine if we ever got to this show to the point where we actually, you and I were actually making a little money from the show.
2: Well, then I wouldn't have to worry about h one H N one visa uh, whatever no, you're, that thing you're is melting
0: my mind. Sorry, people who haven't listened to the supporter show, don't even know what you're talking about. I know. Well, they, there you go. Tease. Yeah, very, very, very good. Very good. Go. So uh, don't forget, if you become an unfiltered supporter, you just click that link. I did it right, and then you get the pre and post show that yep. we call that supporter show. You get the extras, you get links, you get the behind the scenes newsletter, and right. More. That's right. So thanks. And everybody. you
2: get and you get to play the uh, unfiltered
0: match game. <laughs> We need an unfiltered match game. That'd actually be a lot of fun.
2: Actually, I, I don't know if you saw. I uh, I tweeted out an idea. I don't know if you saw my idea. No, I, tell me about this. I posted on Google Plus. Okay. Now, usually I, I, this yeah. is this is something that I would say in the supporter show, but I want yeah. everybody to hear sure. this. This might be fun. So, All right. what do you got? I'm coming up with a, a show idea. Now, it's not really. Is I it a match game show? It's a match game show. So I think that'd be fun. So, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have six personalities that will be the panel.
0: Whoa, like a hangout
2: or what? Well, yeah. That they'll be on the hangout. Okay. So you have six celebrities. Yeah. It could be tech celebrities. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Then you have two people on Skype. Those are the contestants. So they're head to head. They're they're separated from the Google Hangouts for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then basically, if you ever watch the old Match game, yeah, uh, I'll be the host. I have my sound That's effects fun. board. I, I'm I really want to do this.
0: You should do that and, because and that I, but sounds, I need,
2: sounds. But I need your help. I that, need some help. That'd be good. That'd be. It, good. It's not. But it's not just uh, you know political related. Of course, it's you know tech. Yeah, uh, it'd be no. a tech yeah, uh, techy. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun.
0: I think a game show would be a, would be a really good time, especially if you got the timing right and you got it easy enough for people to join. You know, in fact, Chase, we got to play our own little hey, game right now. Hey, we got to get
2: it to play right now. Wait, oh, wait, wait. It.
0: it's time. See, ever since I lost the soundboard, you, it, ha- th- you th- need this, it has been a train wreck. You need to go back. Wreck. Wreck. Uh, Hold on. Uh, wait. Uh, we got to restart my uh teleprompter. Uh... It's now time for the chat room.
2: That's where we can ask a question to the chat room. And this is your chance to get active. Is today's
0: question. I'm gonna lay it on you. I don't think anyone in the unfiltered chat room is gonna get well, this. Well we got one. a tough one this week. I got an acronym. I need you to define it for me, chat room. Alright, alright. What does? Define the acronym. AQ AP stand for. What? What does? AQ A-P stand for. Q A-P? AQ i A-Q-A-P. I'll give you a hint. Alpha Quebec Alpha Papa. Al-Qaeda is what AQ stands for. What? Does the AP stand for Ooh, Al-Qaeda.
2: Ooh, ooh, I think someone already got it right. Yeah, I think so. These crazy ass abuse. All right, I'm going to pull it. Are you ready? I'm going to pull it,
0: Chase. Here we go. Let's do it. Boom! All right, who do you got? Who do you got?
11: Who do you got? I I, I always pull it. Three times, (laughs) Chase.
0: I always pull it three times or else Zim, I'm not serious.
2: Zim is saying Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula? Oh, wow. Really the first one? Yeah, that's correct. That, that is that correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, AQAP. I just thought this would be relevant because you're going to hear this uh, tossed around a lot. Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Now, bonus points, if anybody knows what Al-Qaeda actually stands for. Do you know what it stands for?
2: Uh, it's the American
0: no. with Disabilities no. Act. It actually just stands for the database. Al Qaeda stands for the database. It actually starts. It's actually, you know what? I'll leave this as a. If you are curious what Al-Qaeda, where Al Qaeda came from, go look at the definition of Al Qaeda. It's it is an interesting story. Uh, but uh, that does bring us to this worldwide terror uh, alert this week. Terror alert. And uh, of course, whenever you have a worldwide terror alert, you also need to have some worldwide drone strikes. <laughs>
10: Drone strike overnight in yemen i believe that's two days in a row now peter what do we have
12: bill we have that this drone strike took seven al-qaeda terrorists off the battlefield permanently they're dead and while it's too soon to tell how much their deaths are going to impact this plot that we've been hearing all about remember that it was something in Yemen where this drone strike was that originally prompted the Obama administration to shut down 22 embassies and consulates around the world. It was a communication intercepted between the head of al-Qaeda, Ayman al Zawahri, and the head of al-Qaeda in Yemen, Nasir al-Wayashi. Now, this week, roughly 100 Americans were flown out of Yemen. But the State Department says, despite the danger there, the United States is still going to maintain a diplomatic presence on the ground. Listen.
7: It is inaccurate to call it an evacuation. This is a reduction in staff. Uh, We are still, uh, we have not suspended operations. Obviously, you all know that the embassy there is closed through the date that I mentioned, and we'll have updates on them as we have them. Um,
0: uh This is the State Department spokesperson who changes every single episode, I swear to God. Um, and uh, what they're saying here is, this is, guys, guys, this is not an evacuation. This is a drawdown. This is more like concern about workplace violence than it is actually about terrorism. But yeah, we are totally evacuating yeah, everybody. Yeah,
7: there also continue to be commercial flights out of Yemen, which is something that uh, any U.S. citizen, uh, we would encourage them to undertake.
12: There have reportedly been four drone strikes in Yemen in the last week and a half as the United States is now aggressively targeting the terrorists who are plotting against us. And when you look forward, how much longer should we expect these strikes to continue? We're hearing that they're going to continue until the people who are plotting against Americans overseas are disrupted.
13: I think we can expect to see an uptick in that, an increase in that, Uh, us taking more aggressive action against those in Yemen and really other parts of the world. Because this does not have to occur, occur just in Yemen.
12: No, no, no. And we know that many more terrorists have rejoined Al-Qaeda's effort in recent weeks after being broken out of jails in nine countries. Oh. Bill. Peter,
10: thank you. Peter Ducey, on that story. Breaking news there in
2: Washington.
12: Ducey,
0: Everything's breaking news. Yeah, uh, you know how angry I've actually gotten just while sitting here listening to that clip? I, I just want to scream. Uh, but if, uh, if you aren't worked up yet... Let's, let's, let's jump in the Wayback Machine here, folks, and go back a couple of days. So that uh, was a news report as of today. But if you were watching Sunday's uh, news talk shows, you might have been crapping your pants. Uh, General Martin Dempsey, uh, Joint Chief of Staff, went on ABC, and he was uh, very specific about the vague threats the nation is facing.
10: A significant threat stream, and we're reacting to it.
0: Is the threat to blow up
1: an embassy, a consulate, or something else? That part of it is
10: unspecified, but the intent seems clear. And the intent is to what? The intent is to attack Western, not just U.S. interests.
0: Yeah, Western, so that way we can get our uh, European allies who've also been caught spying with us involved. And then, of course, uh, that was the general, but then you go down out to the politicians, uh, uh, (laughs) just... I, I love myself a little Congressman Dutch, Ru- Russ Berger. Uh, Russ Berger, I believe is how you pronounce his name. A little, uh, little bit of information for you here, Chase. Uh, he, uh, according, now this is to a 2013 political report, uh, Russ made uh, the top 10 list of Hill members receiving defense industry contributions. In fact, depending on how you calculate it, he might have been the number two person making the absolute most money from the defense industry ever. And the NSA's primary office is in his district, so of course he must have nothing unbiased to say, nope. right? So let's bring on uh, good old Dutch and have him tell us about some of the high-level planning that al is doing.
11: This sounds like a very frightening, very credible threat.
14: Yes, it is very, (coughs) it's a very credible threat. uh, And it's based on intelligence. Intelligence is the best defense against terrorism. Those operatives are in place because we've received information uh, that high level people from al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula uh, are talking about a major attack. And and these are people on a high level.
0: Okay, so major attack from people on the high level. This is on intelligence that we've received, you know, intelligence like that NSA agency who's in some controversy right now, uh, you know, like that kind of intelligence. So Peter King says, well, he comes on, he says, look, it's not just any kind of an attack. It's an enormous specific attack, but we don't know what kind of attack and we don't know where. This right.
13: threat was so specific as to how uh, enormous it was going to be. And also, there were certain uh, dates were given, uh, but it didn't specify where it's going to be. And, you know, the assumption is uh, that it, it's probably most likely to happen uh, in the Middle East. Uh, at or about one of the embassies, but there's no guarantee of that at all. Uh, It could basically be in Europe, it could be in the United States, it could be a series of combined attacks. I
0: don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, So that's Peter King, uh, total sellout and uh, disappointment for the United States of America, talking about absolutely nothing. I mean, we've just played three clips of these guys, and they've said absolutely nothing of specific detail, but yet at the same time they're talking about how specific it is And I just feel like I'm not really scared enough yet. And I was wondering, you know, if anybody could make me scared, it'd probably be Saxby Shameless. Maybe he could link this to 9-11.
13: The one thing that we can talk about, uh, David, is the fact that there's been an awful lot of chatter out there. Chatter chatter means conversation among terrorists about uh, the planning that's going on. Very reminiscent of what we saw pre-9-11. And I can tell you, David, this is the most serious threat that I've seen in the last several years.
0: The most serious threat that he has seen. In the last several years, Is it-, <sighs> it, it, it reminds him of pre 9 11 chatter. You remember the kind of chatter that uh, the Bush administration got continuous warnings over, where one of the CIA's reps actually flew out to Bush's vacation home, brought him a personal debriefing, and then President George W. Bush, recent heart stint transplant recipient, said, Thanks, you've covered your ass, you can go now. That kind of level of chatter, Chase, do you suppose?
2: No, Chris. No, no. I, 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 No, I, I. You know, I, I'm scared now. And, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a little uh, worked uh, up. And, I'm sorry about that. No, Chris. no. I mean, it, this, this is we. We were talking about this. Does earlier. this feel like crap to you? When I first heard this, I was just like, "Oh, they're really trying to pull out all the distraction stops. Right. They're trying to uh, pull out the fear again." I mean, we're losing focus here. This is this do is you, distractions. Do
0: you not feel? Like this is them trying to justify the NSA, like because they're talking about the chatter, right? They're talking about how they've picked up these uh, intelligence signals, right? All of this—it's all of their saying it's because of the NSA spying, right? Right. Without saying that, do you have you gotten that?
6: No. Well,
0: Lindsey Graham will give it to you as
6: you watch this unfold. What does it? What is your general impression here? This looks—if you're an ordinary American—looks pretty scary.
15: Well, I had a briefing with the vice president. Uh, it is scary. Al-Qaeda is on the rise in uh, this part of the world, and uh, the NSA program uh, is proving its worth yet again.
0: Oh, oh of course it has. Thanks, yeah, Lindsay. We,
2: what, what we need to do is we need to show off and prove that, uh, hey, guess what? You know, Thanks to these programs, you're safe. So shut right. up. Right. Don't stress. Uh, this is only to make you safe.
0: And it's interesting, too, because I feel like they're really going out of their way to sort of stretch the metaphor saying the NSA got this information. Like, uh, for example, uh, we were just talking about this on The Supporter Show, but you and I generally are, are kind of fans of uh, Shep's show on Fox, Studio B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Shep had a guest on. And even here, this guy sounded like he's shilling. Sounds like he's stretching the metaphor. Listen to these intelligence signals that they use to find out this specific threat.
16: So what do we have here? Captain Glenn uh, Solmacy is with us. He's a law professor at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy and a Homeland and National Security Law Fellow at the Center for National Policy in D.C. Sir, nice to see you. Thank you.
17: Thanks for having me, Ship.
16: It seems always feels like any time we have a warning go up and they evacuate a country of Americans, then usually that's a time when, okay, everything's going to be fine right now. It's later that we need to really worry.
17: I think uh, this is a great step on behalf of the government protecting ourselves and protecting U.S. citizens around the world and here at home. Um, If you can really see, this is kind of a perfect storm of intelligence data. We had the communique between Dr. al-Zohari to the leader in uh, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. We have the end of Ramadan. We have the anniversary of Benghazi, the anniversary of 9-11, both right around the corner. And so these sorts of activities all taking place, plus a couple of drone strikes. Raise the level of of concern amongst policymakers that I think we took the appropriate steps got people out of there and reduced the opportunity for a real destructive action taking place by al Qaeda.
2: So So here's what I'd like to know. Though. Yeah. Why can't why did they have to be so I don't know send out like an emergency alert and let every news agency know, let everybody know that we needed to evacuate. This this right. kind this kind of thing happens I think all the time. There's always alerts. There's always travel alerts. Uh, if you look at the State Department website, there's travel alerts. Uh, you can go and check and see if the country that you're visiting is, has any alerts. So
0: you have you bring up a great point. Um, and this was a point that was raised in a New York Times uh, editorial. It says, uh, "Aren't the NSA's leaks about the methods here of how they've detected these transmissions, essentially putting their methods and means at risk?" Uh, But then, then they can go ahead and release how they did it on their own. Exactly, and and it's not that doesn't make any sense, right? And the thing, and I, and the thing you touch on there is like, uh, it seems to me like if you were wanting to monitor an attack, remember how we had that supposed attack on the Federal Reserve in New York, and we had all of these terror plots where we let them get to the point where they dial up the cell phone and initiate the remote trigger before we bust down the door and arrest them. Right. But yet, on in this circumstance we're sounding the we're sounding the alarm yeah and what's great about this has been how they've sort of they've sort of been cherry picking like this these ve- the, like the vague information about it. like oh it's 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 specific but it's vague and it's it's imminent but it could be within the next month and it could be al-qaeda but it might be somebody else
16: you mentioned a couple of drone strikes would you expand on that
17: well, we had the uh, drone strikes today, but in the past week or so, we had a couple of drone strikes into Yemen where we took out a couple of leaders, uh, not fairly high ranking, not significantly high, but high enough to at least cause concern. And then specifically, you look at the communique from Dr. Zahari to the leader in uh, al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula that said, quote unquote, let's do something, do something. And that,
0: we're going to come back to this. All right. But did you catch that? Did you catch what he just said?
2: We got to do something. Do something.
17: High but high enough to at least cause concern and then specifically look at the communique from Dr. Zahari to the leader in uh, Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula it said quote unquote let's do something do something. And that I think raised the concern and when you look at these when people think about concerns of the past or alerts in the past or color coding This, if you notice, bipartisan support, Republicans, Democrats, all took this very, very very seriously. And you see leaders in the intelligence committees and on the armed forces committee all coming forward saying this is a serious threat. Let's take this seriously. And I think we're doing that. And putting Marines off the coast of Yemen is certainly a signal that anybody in Yemen ought to beware.
16: The Yemenis don't seem too happy about it all. They think it's a lot of overreaching, or at least that's what they're saying.
17: Well, i think it's a difficult situation in yemen Shep. we uh, yemen the government there is really almost non existent um, as general hayden has said another
0: uh we played a clip in the uh supporter show where general hayden uh, said that yemeni uh, the yemeni government is weak it's a it's a series of factions which is you know he's right And that uh, so, you know, yeah, they consider it overreaching that we've parked Marines off the shore and that we have a brand new recently formed special Marines team of 500 soldiers actually on the ground. Hey, by the way, uh, we've had soldiers on the ground uh, since 2012, but uh, they, you know, the fact that they think that we're overreaching, well, who gives a shit what they say? Uh, They're just a bunch of tribal leaders
17: there's there isn't really any leadership there there isn't any monarch if you will or president or executive it's really holding together a bunch of tribes so i think uh, our actions to date have been rather noble and trying to help them noble. put forth a government put together a government and now we're just protecting ourselves and our citizens and that's the number one job of government as we both know
16: captain glenn macy uh good to see you sir thank you Good to see you again, Shep.
0: I thought the number number one job of government was to uphold the constitution. I thought the defend the constitution. So uh, he Are touched they... on it in that clip chase, but mm-hmm. uh, breaking news. Remember, I'm, I'm I mean I'm I'm monitoring all these news feeds wait, as they wait, come in. You
2: need to play the alert. Here.
0: I remember the specific moment breaking. It was incredible. We have revealed what the message that has been intercepted is.
2: This is CNN
16: breaking news.
18: I like that. We have some breaking news now over the threat to Americans overseas. The State Department now ordering all U.S. citizens out of Yemen because of terrorist activities there and growing civil unrest. The embassy in Sana'a is being evacuated uh, except for essential personnel. Again, this is an uptick in the level of preparedness and tension there. Meanwhile, we're also finding out more this morning about what was behind a terror threat so specific, so immediate that officials in this country decided to shut down nearly two dozen embassies and consulates across the Arab world beyond just Yemen
0: so specific so immediate and remember if you remember if you recall back to the intro clip we played uh CNN knew what the details of this message were before they revealed it they decided to sit on it this time so specific so immediate they knew what could the details of that message be let's find out
12: Here's Chris Lawrence
3: The cascade of warnings and American embassy closures was triggered by an intercepted communication, which is now being revealed as a direct order from Al-Qaeda's leader. You ready for this? CNN has learned Ayman al-Zawahiri ordered his new deputy in Yemen to basically do something.
0: That is what all of this is in response to.
2: Basically do something.
0: He said basically do something. The guy who was sending a message to the guy at AQAP said, Hey, you really should basically do something. And this is why we have a worldwide terror alert. And I'm not even shitting you. That's not that's not even like that is literally the so, communication so that they intercept. There's
2: people. no specific target. Nope. There's no specific time frame. Nope. There's no specific place or region or anything. Hey, just a man, message. Chase, if you
0: could just basically do something, I'd really appreciate it. Well if I see something, I could say something. I, uh, You know what? That falls within the definition of what I've requested. That falls in the definition. What? It, see, yeah. here's, here's the thing. I don't think
2: that the message was fabricated. I think the message was sent. Yeah, no, really. do something. Yeah. But I think what they did is they took that message. The opportunity. They, they, they meaning the government, right. took that opportunity to go wow, this is a great opportunity to really show that uh, our our snooping programs are a good idea. So if we spin this in the proper way and fashion, I know this might be a little bacon-ish. No, I think you've nailed it. If we spin this in the right way, then we can get the American public back on our side and show them that we need this program.
0: The thing that I think – the reason what backs you up is they've also talked about how they can do these body-embedded bombs – and that Yemen has developed the technology to do this. Well, that came out over a year ago. None of that. Some of the stuff isn't, isn't that groundbreaking. Listen to Barb star, uh, She's going to talk a little bit about the intercepted message. We can
1: now tell everyone is the intercept that the U.S. got that raised alarm bells across Washington was an intercepted communication from Ayman al zawahiri the leader of al-Qaeda back in Pakistan, the successor to Osama bin Laden. It was a Zawahiri communication to a leader in Yemen, a man named Nasser al-Wahishi. Wahishi was just appointed by... Zayman Al-Zawahi as his number 2 okay. this provides an unprecedented al-Qaeda link between the core al-Qaeda from the two thousand, uh, 9-11 era of attacks uh-huh. and the Yemen al-Qaeda.
0: Hey Barb, can I just get an org chart from you? Just post that up on uh, Google Docs and uh, maybe I'll just download that because I think I'd have a better understanding. <laughs> Bullshit. This yeah. is so f- stupid. It's so ridiculous. Yep. All of this is is about rebranding AQAP, pivoting to the Pacific and getting everyone thinking about this. Has anyone brought up the fact that maybe Yemen has some sort of natural resources that were recently discovered and then revealed when their president left in 2012? Has anybody mentioned the fact that Saudi Arabia specifically has issues with that? In fact, maybe, actually, this Egyptian newspaper, the Al-Masari Yam, reported this week on what is foreseen will become... The future in Yemen, a Saudi Arabia oil conflict. Until 2012, Yemeni officials' rhetoric revolved around the acceptable belief that the poorest country in the Arabian Pennsylvania was running out of oil and gas completely. This would be Yemen, the poorest country in the Middle East, as it's often referred to as. But it's important to note that experts' discovery of large resources of petrol, most of which is said to be in a basement trap deep within earth pockets, were only made po- uh, public in 2012 upon the departure of the former Yemen president now Obama was over there last week yeah meeting with the Yemeni's president. And I believe all of this is sort of about reestablishing al-Qaeda. al is a bad guy. We're done with pretending like we decimated them because the election's over. Now we need to make this affiliate a bad guy. Let me introduce you to them. This is called AQAP, and they're not the same guys as before. They're different. At the
10: moment, Americans are being evacuated out of the country of Yemen as questions are being raised about the state and resurgence of al-Qaeda today. Now, the White House claims the terror group's been gutted from the core uh... this from yesterday less than twenty four hours before those evacuations began
5: we've made clear as i was saying earlier that as al-qaeda core has been uh... diminished uh... through the efforts uh, of the united states and our allies uh-huh. affiliate organizations including in particular al-qaeda in the arabian peninsula uh, have strengthened and we have here it uh, in Washington identified AQAP as a particularly uh, dangerous threat uh, for some time now. All
0: right. So AQAP is a particularly dangerous threat. Uh, I really have – I hey, mean uh, – um, Hey, Chris. Yeah. I'm sorry to say
2: – Yeah, um, what do you got there, Chase? Do you have the breaking news alert? We uh, actually have a – Do a you a have piece. a little bit of breaking news Yeah. <laughs> broadcasting late breaking news center uh elgin in our chat room uh posted a link uh to the al-qaeda uh, wiki page uh-oh and uh, now jupiter broadcasting has oh, links shit, to al-qaeda
0: and my life just got more complicated <laughs> uh now <laughs> we're, I- <laughs> we're linked to al-qaeda Let's okay, <laughs> everybody. Uh, we got to man up. You ladies have to do this too. Um, we need to evacuate the Republic of. Uh... No, we got to eat our veggies oh, because another... I feel like AQAP is going to be entering our vernacular for a while now. No, that's another red book. And I want to just reintroduce us to AQAP. And this clip will also sort of flirt with the whole Saudi Arabia right. oil
15: link. Despite years of U.S. drone strikes targeting its leadership, the group has yet to be vanquished. Some analysts even suggest it has yet to be seriously weakened. AQAP first got the attention of the world on Christmas Day 2009 with a failed attempt to bomb a Northwest Airlines flight over Detroit.
0: So this would be the underwear bomber plot. And if uh, people remember the details of the underwear bomber plot, uh, there was an MI6 informative who sort of, uh, you know, took this guy under his wing, brought him along, got him in the position, got him going, and then informed uh, American intelligence that, hey, by the way, there's a guy I put on one of your planes with a bomb in his underwear. So, yeah that plot that really tricky dangerous plot
15: but its violence has not only been directed toward foreign targets last year suicide bombers infiltrated a military parade close to one of the most heavily guarded bases in the country more than a hundred soldiers were killed in 2011 one of AQAP's affiliates ruled a southern province for more than a year inflicting punishment so brutal it was deemed a human rights catastrophe one example A man accused of spying for the U.S. was killed, then his remains crucified. Shocking developments in a country that's been so heavily supported by allies like the U.S. and Saudi Arabia, the world's largest oil exporter, and Yemen's neighbor to the north. Just last week, Yemen's President Abdurabu Mansour Hadi met with U.S. President Barack Obama. Both stressed their continued commitment to fighting terror. But now a key partnership is being put to the test. The Yemeni embassy in Washington, D.C. says embassy evacuations will serve the interests of extremists. The U.S. maintains it may be evacuating its personnel, but it isn't abandoning its ally. Mohammed Jamjum, CNN, Beirut.
0: So let's, uh, I thought that was an interesting point. All of this aside, let's pretend like all of this is 100% legit. How weak does the United States of America look closing down 22 plus embassies? Running with our tails between our legs, scared from the big big bad Al-Qaeda all over the world. We must look like the weakest nation in the world. And, good news everybody, we spend 18 times more than anybody else on our military budget. But yet we still look like a bunch of scaredy cats. So worst case scenario we look like the weakest nation in the world. Best case scenario our government is lying to us. What which do you which which scenario would you like, Chase? Because I don't like either one of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, stop being afraid, Chris. I mean, that I think that's what it comes down to is people are being drawn into this fear-based thing. Yes, sir. And the only way that you get out of that, preacher brother, is just by ignoring it. And I think what we're starting to see is through this big "quote unquote" terror alert situation that was really, in my opinion, non-specific and right. non-directional. You are scared, though, right? No, and, I'm not. And no, I, you're totally scared, and, right? And, and but I think the thing is, you know, more and more people now. Now you got me thinking about this Amber Alert thing because maybe, maybe this is the next step, right? Oh, well, all right. those sorry, that didn't work. Gosh, what can we do? To really scare them? people to on start, the edge. Yeah. Start making people well. They're not watching TV anymore. Right. Maybe we could send them a text message.
0: That's what, that's what I was
2: thinking. Uh, I don't want to go that... You did this to me. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. did this to me. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, look. Uh, we got we got to move on from the worldwide uh, terror alert, but let's just be honest. Terror. It's a convenient emergency that's that uh, specifically highlights yeah. the usefulness of the NSA. Well, the good news is we'll
2: continue the terror watch here from the Republic of Jupiter Broadcasting. Right.
0: From the Jupiter Broadcasting Federation. And of the
2: Republic of Unfilter. And we will
0: keep it <laughs> locked here and just stay
2: tuned. Uh, we'll keep you updated as updates and updating becomes updating Ooh, available.
0: Whoa, I like that. Um, I want to talk about uh, the uh, – I want to talk about SOD, DIRT? Standard oh. Oper- uh, Special Operations Division. It's a unit. It's a unit of the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency – or I'm sorry. I'm going to do that probably again in the show, by the way. Um, the Drug Enforcement Administration – I always say agency – uh, the, SOD is a unit of the Drug Enforcement Agency. It's made up of officials. Get ready for this, Chase. Mm. SOD is made up of officials from the FBI, mm-hmm. the CIA, mm-hmm. the NSA, mm-hmm. the IRS, mm. and the Department of Homeland Security. What?
2: WTF? Why is IRS in there? Really? <laughs> I know. That's the one that bothered me the most, too.
0: <laughs> Why does the IRS need to be in that's there? That's how you know we're Americans, because oh, that's the one that God. bugs us the most. Uh, wow. The most. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I'm going to cover this from a couple of different angles. I want to start with, uh, CNN's take on this and then we'll shift gears a little bit. But, uh, here's the bad news. So, uh, this, uh, special operations division actually has been around for a while. Uh, it's been really predominantly known since the 90s. But um, it is not necessarily new itself. However, what they are doing now is completely new, extremely offensive, and oh, by the way, also (laughs) anti-constitutional.
8: Turning now to a stunning new allegation about the use of intelligence intercepts against Americans. This time it concerns the Drug Enforcement Administration. The Reuters News Agency reporting the DEA is funneling information from intercepts, including a a massive uh, database of phone records, to law enforcement authorities nationwide to help them launch criminal investigations. Agents have reportedly been directed to conceal the origin of these investigations from defense lawyers, prosecutors, and judges.
0: Okay did you hear what wolf blitzer from cnn just said yeah yeah did, did you hear what he, let's play it let's play it again yeah I, yeah, yeah
8: to, to conceal the origin of these investigations from defense oh, lawyers okay, okay. prosecutors and judges oh judges? the white house okay. press secretary jay kearney was asked about this today
5: oh what he's oh, what did he say it's my understanding our understanding that uh, the department of justice is looking at some of the issues raised in the story uh, but for more i would refer you to the department of justice oh
8: you let's f- bring in our crime and justice correspondent joe oh, johnson what is God, the justice department looking expletive.
5: for Wolf, there are a couple
19: reasons why this is important. The first question is whether the DEA is getting information from the National Security Agency, which it uses to make drug cases. We've been told it does happen, but that it's overseen by a judge in a classified program. But here's a problem.
0: Let's back up. I don't know if everybody's grasping what has just been crapped upon your face. Expletive, expletive. Expletive. The, The DEA is receiving God tips. From the NSA. Uh-huh. And then they are not revealing the fact that the origination of that tip came from the illegally
2: collected information, right, by the way. Right, in a
0: court. Right, they're not—this
2: is what we're talking about right now. And remember, this information that the NSA is collecting— was supposed to be for what, Chris? For anti-terrorist efforts. Right. This is what we need to keep America safe, right. not to use for domestic investigations. And we're only
0: monitoring all those suckers who are born outside the United States of America. We're not. We're not monitoring you red-blooded Americans who are watching football.
19: The story by Reuters is asking whether it's okay for an office at the DEA known as the Special Operations Division to quietly pass along sensitive or secret tips to investigators. Reuters released slides from a presentation describing the program that, say, S.O.D.'s involvement cannot be revealed or discussed even. It would be a serious problem if the DEA covered up details that could help a defendant clear himself. A DEA senior official says, quote, we don't intentionally withhold or deceive. It's not the DEA. A playbook. If we don't want something to come out in court, we will construct it legally from other
8: places, Wolf. You're a graduate of law school. Is it ever legal? So
0: what that man just said on national television is when the NSA provides the DEA with a tip, FBI, local law enforcement, whoever then executes that search and then compiles the evidence, reconstructs a new evidence source completely from the beginning. So this Re, way they can't... Parallel. Right, right. Yeah. So this way, when it goes to court, it's, they it's present faked. the parallel yeah. evidence.
2: Yeah, but it's, but it's not the true evidence. It's not the true. They're, they're reconstructing it. And this has potential for huge ramifications here. I mean, no doubt, hundreds of, if not thousands of cases have
0: been formed around this. Right. Uh, How could we know since they never legally said where the source came from? Exactly. Jesus.
8: This is huge. Not to tell a defendant how the case against him or her started? Well,
2: it's
19: complicated. Uh,
8: Confidential
19: informants, snitches in other words, give the government tips all the time and their identities are protected if investigators say, start a case and develop all the information they need to get probable cause that a crime was committed, that might be all they need. On the other hand, we talked to a former judge, Nancy Gertner, at Harvard, who said this would always be a problem because it allows the DEA to decide what information gets into a court record instead of a judge.
0: But, you know, the war on drugs is really important.
2: But you know what? But now with the the NSA uh, building a huge facility out in the, the deserts of Utah. Right. Now, and someone in our chat room said this, it's already gone by. Yeah. Uh, Department of Pre-crime. What's going to happen is it, something's going to flag uh, a certain person. There's proof. This is proof right here that's yeah. being used against American right. citizens, right. these spying programs. Right.
0: And proof right here. It's it, Here it is. Welcome, everybody. Of course, we're not talking about it because no terrorists. we're talking about the worldwide terrorist threat right now. Yeah. But uh, But by the way, it also was revealed that if they're wiretapping you for some other reason, like uh, if they think there's some sort of financial fraud you're involved in or if there's some other reason they're tapping you and you end up, you know, suggesting maybe you sell pot, suggesting you buy pot, they will then forward that. I've always wondered why wouldn't they forward that? They will then forward that to the DA. So that's part of this. Now, let's uh, zoom out and think about this for a little bit. Uh, this is this is pretty creepy, and this is also obviously against the Constitution. But what's, for me, as somebody who observes the news quite frequently, I was surprised Reuters broke this story. And uh, Democracy Now, democracynow.org, the uh, War and Peace Report, hosted by Amy Goodman, uh, they brought on one of the Reuters uh, reporters who was involved in the story. They asked some questions, and so they covered some of this from an interesting angle. And I thought they had pretty good, uh, overall pretty good coverage on this story.
11: Justice Department's begun reviewing a controversial unit inside the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration that uses secret domestic surveillance tactics, including intelligence gathered by the National Security Agency, to target Americans for drug offenses. According to a series of articles published by the Reuters News Agency, agents are instructed to recreate the investigative trail in order to conceal the origins of the evidence, not only from defense lawyers, but also sometimes from prosecutors and judges. DEA training documents and agents to even make up alternative versions of how such investigations truly begin, a process known as parallel construction. On Monday, White House Press Secretary Jay Carney was asked about the Reuters investigation
5: my understanding, our understanding, that uh, the Department of Justice is looking at some of the issues raised in the story. Uh, But for more, I would refer you to the Department of
11: Justice. The unit of the DEA that distributes the secret intelligence to agents is called the Special Operations Division, or SOD. Two dozen partner agencies comprise the unit, including the FBI, CIA, NSA, Internal Revenue Service, and the Department of Homeland Security. The unit was first created two decades ago, but it's coming under increased scrutiny following the recent revelations about the NSA maintaining a database of all phone calls made in the United States one former federal judge Nancy Gertner said the DEA program sounds more troubling than recent disclosures that the NSA has been collecting domestic phone records she said quote it is one thing to create special rules for national security ordinary crime is entirely different it sounds like they're phonying up investigations
0: well that's exactly what they're doing in fact uh, John Schiffman who was one of the two Reuters uh, reporters who was working on the story says Really, what this allows investigators to do is they're starting in the courts at step two in the investigation.
11: For more, we're joined by the reporter who broke the story, John Schiffman, correspondent for Reuters, which published his exclusive story Monday, U.S. Tales Agents to Cover Up Use of Wiretap Program. Welcome to Democracy Now, John. Why don't you start off by just laying it out and what exactly this cover-up is.
9: Thanks very much for having me. Um, Well, my colleague Christina Cook and I uh, spoke with about a, a dozen or two dozen agents and and uh, obtained some internal documents that showed that that what federal agents, not just DEA agents, but other agents who work with the DEA and do drug investigations, what they're doing is 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 they are starting uh, they are they're claiming that their investigation starts say at step two. Um, they are withholding step one from the investigations, and it, I should say it's not just NSA intercepts. It's uh, informant information, information, uh, obtained from court ordered wiretaps in one case and using those for information in a second case. Um they also have a large database of phone records. Whenever the, whenever the DEA uh, subpoenas or does a search warrant and gets phone records for someone suspected of, of involvement in drugs or gang involvement. They put all those numbers into one giant database they call DICE and they, they use that information to compare different cases. All of the collection is, is, seems perfectly legitimate in terms of being court ordered. What, what troubles some critics is the fact that they are hiding that information from drug defendants, uh, who, who face trial. And the, the problem with that is that um, is that these these defendants won't know about some potentially ex- exculpatory information uh, that may affect their case and their right to a fair trial.
11: So explain exactly how this information is being hidden from judges, prosecutors, and sometimes defense attorneys as well.
9: Sure. Well, well, just to give an example, um, through any of these four different ways, including the NSA intercepts, uh, the, the DEA's Special Operations Division will send the information to a DEA agent in the field or a FBI agent or an ICE agent or a state policeman and they'll give them the information and then they'll say, look, we, you know, we understand that there'll be a, uh, a, a truck, uh, going to a certain park in Texas at a certain time. It's a red truck and there'll be two people involved. And the state trooper or the DEA will find a reason to pull the truck over, say for a broken taillight or for speeding, that sort of thing. And lo and behold, inside the trunk, they'll find, uh, you know, a, a kilo of cocaine.
0: You ever heard of those stories where somebody was just driving along, maybe with a bag of marijuana in their car, and they yeah. just happened to get pulled over? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, shit, the cop found the bag of marijuana. Yeah. yeah. Kind of changes that whole story, because maybe they knew all along, because they've been monitoring you.
9: Hmm. hmm. The people who've been arrested will never know uh, that why, why the, the, the police or the DEA pull them over. They'll think it's just just luck. Um, and that's important because uh, if those people try to go to trial, there are, there are pieces of information um, about how that evidence was obtained and, and what it shows and what other pieces of it show might affect their trial.
0: Yeah, exactly. In fact, it kind of turns out to be part of our Constitution where uh, when you get charged with something, you have a right to see the evidence. As Disco- it's, it's called
2: the discovery process. Yeah,
0: kind of turns out it's part yeah. of the deal. It seems like if they're able to hold us to those laws, they should also have to follow those laws. But apparently they don't apply to them. Um, and uh, I thought I, – I I really synced up pretty well with uh, Glenn Greenwald. Of course, Glenn Greenwald, journalist from The Guardian who's been covering a lot of the Snowden leaks. Democracy Now!'s host Amy Goodman asked him what he thought about uh, this current development. He said it's a really big issue.
18: This should be a huge scandal for the following reason. The essence of the Constitution is that the government cannot obtain evidence uh, or information about you unless it has probable cause to believe that you've engaged in a crime and then goes to a court and gets a warrant, and only then is that evidence usable in a prosecution against you. What this secret agency is doing, according to Reuters, it is it is circumventing that process by gathering all kinds of information without any court supervision, without any oversight at all, using surveillance technologies and other forms of of domestic spying. And then when it gets this information that it believes it can be used in a criminal prosecution... It knows that that information can't be used in a criminal prosecution because it's been acquired outside of the legal and constitutional process. So they cover up how they really got it and they pretend, they make it seem as though they really got it through legal or normal means by then going back and retracing the investigation once they already have it and reacquiring it so that it looks to defense counsel and even to judges and prosecutors like it really was done in the constitutionally permissible way. So they're prosecuting people and putting people in prison. For using evidence that they've acquired illegally, which they're then covering up and lying about and deceiving courts into believing was actually required constitutionally. It's a full frontal assault on the fourth, fifth and sixth amendments and on the integrity of the judicial process because they're deceiving um, everyone involved in criminal prosecutions about how this information has been obtained.
0: OK, so so all of those of you out there who had the scorecard of what areas of the government were corrupt, you can now scratch the court systems off your player card because this would appear to be confirmation that the court systems are completely corrupt. And when you think about this, you think, how widespread is this? Maybe all sounds kind of theoretical at this point, Chris, and maybe it's actually nobody's actually abusing this system. Actually, Reuters has an example of someone lying to hide the fact that their source of a tip was from the NSA. It's happened a lot. Here's one example of it.
9: One current prosecutor told me that he had a case where... Uh, you know, in uh, in Florida, where a um, uh, a de agent came to him with a case and said that it began with an informant, so they were proceeding with the case. And the prosecutor asked the the de agent more information. He said, "You know, I need to know more about your informant." It turns out, uh, ultimately, that they found out that there was no informant. It was an NSA wiretap.
0: Oh, NSA wiretap. <laughs> oh,
2: hmm. but wait, you know, wait, but but then what? Then what? I want to know more. <laughs> you want to know? I know,
0: right? Yeah, then what? So this is the, this uh. is a pretty, I, I think this is probably a huge story, and it's been completely overshadowed this week, unfortunately. You know, it's, honestly,
2: Chris, and, and I am speaking from the heart here, when I when I hear stories like this, I think, like, we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked. And I, I, I don't know
0: how else to put it. Yeah. Uh, because... Yeah. I do too when, when, it, when you when it comes down to the court systems and when they, how they can build cases against you and how they can monitor your entire life and then they can bust you without ever revealing the fact that they were monitoring you
2: yeah or or they 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 lie about how they were monitoring you oh we had an informant and really there was no informant or
0: I happened to pull you over because of I thought your light was out
2: yeah' the, you know that happened to me once. Uh, I was uh it was after work, we all got done playing tackle football. I was all muddy and, and just messed up. I got in the car, uh and a cop pulled in behind me, I popped a UE and he pulled me over. He said the light above my my license plate was out. Yeah. yeah. And that was his excuse for pulling me over, no yeah. doubt, because he was just just monitoring me and he I looked suspicious. You know, and, and these these are the things that honestly
0: scare me. And uh, these are, I know these, these are, these are what, what, these are like out of all the things we cover, like the, see, the thing about like the NSA wiretapping to some extent is like, like maybe like, we,
2: they, they scare me. I'm sorry, uh, they scare me because now, now, like, what if they're building a case against us? Like, they're, 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 because, you know, we're, we're not agreeing with the agenda. We're, and I know we're just two guys in a nation of 300 million people. Gee, how could we get on anybody's radar? Well,
0: I don't know. I mean we have the distribution. we if you think about it in terms of a magazine, uh, history would show that the FBI has been very concerned about the activities of a magazine. The unfiltered show absolutely has the reach of a moderately successful magazine. So, yeah. so think of it in that terms. That has been with that has been worth their effort.
2: Yeah. Is that
0: why yeah. I don't have a job right now? I don't think so. Okay. Hopefully. I hope not. I hope not. Um, It's funny. It's funny that you say that because I don't have a clip of it. But um, a couple of the guys uh, that were involved with the origination of the prison program and uh, bridged the gap in the NSA between the Bush and Obama administrations were at the Aspen Institute this past weekend. And I swear to God, Chase, one of the things they said when asked, how would we ever know if the NSA spying programs are being abused, is (laughs) – they said if you suddenly find yourself out of work and you don't have a good explanation for it you might think that might be one of the reasons. That is literally one of Andre the- <laughs> Ponte said that. <laughs> get, get, guess
2: my, my my face I should have got a clip of that. My face just dropped now another um, four inches down.
0: Uh, so wow. uh, the NSA would be crazy. And here's let's, let's pick it back up. So you got people out there like Saxby, shameless, lazily defending the NSA, uh, and Greenwald will kick his ass with a great comeback. Let's listen to that.
13: These programs are controversial. Uh, we understand that so this is shameless. They're very sensitive, but they're also very important because they are what lead us to have the, or allow us to have the ability to gather this chatter that I referred to. If we did not have these programs, then we simply wouldn't be able to listen in on the bad guys. And I will say that it's the 702 program that has allowed us to pick up on this chatter. That's the program that allows us to listen
0: overseas. Now, you might recall, we've talked about the 702 program. We've actually uh, played some clips. It sounds like it's really only been involved in assisting directly with one domestic case, uh, roughly with some cases across seas. When they're talking about the overseas cases, they just use the the vague 50 term, but they don't get really specific. When we talk about domestic cases, when we really pressed them on it in Congress, they got down to one that they could kind of say it was helped with. So that's what Shameless is referring to here.
13: Not on domestic soil, but overseas.
11: That was Senator Chambliss. Um, Glenn Greenwald, your response.
18: (laughs) You know, it's so ludicrous. Uh, For for eight straight years, literally, Democrats, every time there was a terrorist alert or a terrorist advisory issued by the United States government in the middle of a debate over one of the Bush-Cheney civil liberties abuses, would accuse the United States government and the national security state of exaggerating terrorism threats, of manipulating advisories, of hyping uh, the dangers of Al-Qaeda in order to distract attention away from their abuses and to scare the population into submitting to whatever it is they want to do. And so here we are in the midst of, you know, one of the most I- intense debates and sustained debates that we've had in a very long time in this country over the dangers of excess surveillance and suddenly An administration that has spent two years claiming that it has decimated Al-Qaeda decides that there is this massive threat that involves the closing of embassies and consulates throughout the world. And within literally a matter of hours, the likes of Saxby Chambliss and Lindsey Graham join with the White House and Democrats in Congress, who remember are the leading defenders of the NSA at this point, to exploit that terrorist threat and to insist that it shows that the NSA and these programs are necessary. What that has to do with the ongoing controversy about the NSA is completely mystifying. Nobody has ever questioned or disputed That the U.S. government, like all governments around the world, ought to be eavesdropping and monitoring the conversations of people who pose an actual threat to the United States in terms of plotting terrorist attacks. The controversy is over the fact that they are sweeping up billions and billions of emails and telephone calls every single day from people around the world and in the United States who have absolutely nothing to do with terrorism.
0: Now, why that seems to have fallen on deaf ears here in the U.S., Away, except for, of course, between you and I and our audience. Chase, uh, Germans, at least, appear to be feigning some serious anger over this whole NSA situation. We are hot.
6: We
2: are angry.
6: Angry. German intelligence are sharing large swathes of, swathes of telecommunications data with the U.S., according to latest revelations published in Der Spiegel magazine. Der Spiegel. Documents provided by whistleblower Edward Snowden show that the degree of surveillance cooperation between Berlin and Washington is higher than officials would like to admit. Oh. And let's now turn to chief Peter Oliver, who is in Berlin, for more on that. So, Peter, nice to see you, as always. So, what uh, exactly uh, does Der Spiegel say to Tell us more.
20: Well, what these, um, these internal communications that have been leaked by Edward Snowden show is a rather cosy relationship between the National Security Agency and the German Foreign Intelligence Agency, the BND. Now, a lot of these documents and the, the latest article in Der Spiegel, um, Der Spiegel. Uh, deal with a monitoring station that was based in Bavaria. Now, that closed in 2004. It was operated by, by the United States. Um, some of those memos talking in glowing terms of, about the nostal- nostalgia they had for the Bavarian countryside. After 2004, it was taken over by, um, by German operations, by the BND. Now... What we've seen that's come out from uh, these documents of just how much data was being collected um, and then passed on to uh, their American allies, uh, the American partners in this system. It's it's quite outstanding, really. Uh, In December of last year alone, there were 500 million pieces of metadata collected from this this monitoring station there. Now, what this is is prompted is, um, is the German justice minister to give an interview to a national newspaper on Monday in which she said that the BND must put all of the facts on the table about just how closely they were working alongside the NSA, saying that if the BND had made itself available as a tool for the NSA... That something must be done. Now, she didn't say exactly what must be done, but it does seem quite uh, evident from these uh, these cables that have come out, these uh, internal memos, and the fact of just how much data was being collated and in. Uh, in distributed between the two agencies, that there certainly was a a very close relationship. You couple that with uh, one of these leaked documents from a couple of weeks ago, which referred to Gerhard Schindler, the head of the BND, as both showing an eagerness and desire to help the NSA. And it certainly seems that the two agencies were working incredibly closely indeed. All of that, of course, prompting questions from the German people about, well, just what were they listening into, what were they looking at, and what people were doing online.
6: Yeah, Peter, and what's the reaction to the news been?
20: Well, there's been shock here in Germany about just um, how much they've actually been looked into. Um, we've we've seen Germany come out as probably the, the the country in Europe that was most spied on by the by the NSA Prism program, um, and also the fact that it seems that not only did Germany know that the United States were um, were looking so closely into its citizens, it seems from these these uh, cables and, and memos that keep coming out that then, well, they were helping the. Uh, um, the NSA in their in their spying that was going on. Now, in response to this, we've seen demonstrations on the streets of Berlin, as well as many other cities around uh, around the country. People saying, "Well, just." They needed coming out. People coming out in support of Edward Snowden in support of Bradley Manning, um, but basically saying that the, this must stop. And that if Germany was involved, if it turns out that the BND were involved in spying on its own people, that they um, they must be brought to book for that. Now we have seen something of uh, an attempt at face saving. From the German government, uh, we have an election coming up here in uh, the end of September, and of course, this is all absolute uh, golden information to the opposition leaders. I and mean, you hear them campaigning; they're saying, "Well, do you really want to trust those guys?" Now, now they help the Americans. It seems. Look into your um, into your private details. One of the things we have seen uh, from the official side is the the termination of um, a spying accord with both the United States and the United Kingdom. Now, this was a, a very old bit of legislation. Dated back to the Cold War. Um, it, it looked at when both the United Kingdom and, and the United States had a lot of soldiers based here in Germany.
0: That's a long clip there, but I wanted to play this part because specifically this is the part that's made a lot of headlines. Oh,
20: Germany's making a lot of big
0: changes. They're yep, this, yep. they're cancelling this
20: old agreement, so that the uh, those nations could keep an eye on what those soldiers were doing. But in terms of the German people, well, there is shock and, and outrage at times of just how much uh, they were spied on and how much their country seems to have helped that spying take place.
6: All right, our oh, Peter Oliver live from berlin peter thank you very much as and, always thank you you
0: know honestly a lot of it feels like mixed signals uh it feels like germany doesn't want to have to really deal with this right now but they've got elections coming up in september so so they kind of need
2: to because of you know the politicians yeah. you know they're getting wrapped into it yeah absolutely
0: and you know we've kind of seen some of the same uh, ping pong effect here just uh from our own representatives some of them are saying uh you know we have only yet begin to see like the tip of the iceberg right and then you've got uh, like widen for example then you got other senators who are saying no we're getting everything we need it's been great well greenwald uh, was uh, chatting with amy and he took that on
11: Glenn greenwald you appeared on abc's this week on sunday after speaking with you the host martha raddatz asked house intelligence committee member democratic representative dutch rupersberger to respond to your claim that members of congress have had difficulty getting details of nsa programs let's go to his response
14: since this incident occurred with Snowden, we've had three different hearings for members of, of our Democratic caucus. and
0: of- our, uh, Just a reminder, the man speaking right now is the top number two guy in receiving funding in campaign contributions from the Defense Department. And the NSA is literally in his district. Just a reminder, I just want to probably does not actually apply. I'm sure that does not affect what he's about to say, but I thought I'd just mention it.
14: Republican caucus, where General Alexander has come with his deputy, Chris English, to ask any questions that people have as it relates to this information. And we will continue to do that, because what we're trying to do now is to get the American public to know more about what's going on, that NSA is following the law, and that we have checks and balances. We have the courts. We have both the Senate and House Intelligence Committee. We have Justice Department. We have checks and balances here to make sure that NSA does not violate the law in what they're doing. And, you know, since the, these two programs, have come into effect especially the metadata there's not been one incident of any member of the nsa breaking any law whatsoever but we can do better i have to educate my caucus more than
0: except for the fact that the entire thing is unconstitutional right yeah democratic I
2: mean, co- it's wrong it's it's
0: but they haven't broken any law not a single no no no
2: no well i mean it's the constitution we can wipe our asses with it it's okay
14: <laughs> caucus and we're trying to declassify as much as we can
11: That's Democratic Congressmember Dutch Ruppersberger. Glenn Greenwald, your response?
18: I hope Dutch Ruppersberger takes a much more prominent role in the political debate because he's basically the embodiment of the rotted soul that has become the Democratic Party. Not only does his district encompass Fort Meade, which is the headquarters of the NSA, which explains in part why he is this stalwart, steadfast NSA loyalist, But he is almost drowning in cash from the defense and intelligence industries. He's the second leading recipient in the entire United States House of Representatives of money from those industries. And he then gets placed on the very committee that the church committee created in the mid-1970s to exercise oversight over the agency and the community that basically ensures that his coffers are stuffed full of cash. So, of course, he becomes the leading spokesperson for that agency and then goes around defending it and saying they've done nothing wrong and they're in, in they're vital and indispensable to our national security that's the leading democrat on that committee but the thing that he was asked was about in terms of members of congress being blocked from information basic information isn't my claim members of congress came to me with this grievance and asked me to write about it and they gave me correspondence between themselves and the intelligence committee and what they were asking for was not very sensitive information, they were asked for the most basic things, things they read about in media accounts, such as the ruling by the FISA court in 2011 that much of what the NSA has been doing, spying on Americans domestically, is a violation of the Constitution and the law. There really is, Amy, an 85-page, 86-page ruling issued by the FISA court that says the government has been systematically breaking the law and violating the Fourth Amendment and how it spies on us, and not only can we not see that ruling, because it remains a secret at the insistence of the Obama administration, even our elected representatives in Congress who were told are exercising robust oversight are blocked from seeing it. And that's the correspondence that we published that was given to me by various House members. So-
0: I want to underline this. So some representatives are clearly saying they're getting everything they need. They're getting personal debriefs from Alexander, right, telling them everything they need to know. Other representatives are saying. They're hey, not. I'm, I'm seeing something reported in the media that says the FISA court said that this is horribly unconstitutional. And I've seen this reported. I, can I see that report from the FISA court? And they're saying, go F yourself. You're go not going to see it. You're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. So they, members of Congress <laughs> yeah. who are supposed to be yeah. the oversight yeah. here, are yeah. not allowed to see the very documents that have been already released yeah. to the public.
2: You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, they do get meetings
18: with General Alexander where they get to raise their hand and ask questions, and General Alexander says, we're violating, we're not violating the law, and we are strictly adhering to what our our guidelines are. He can say whatever he wants. They want to get the actual documents. That's how you exercise oversight, and they're being denied it about the most basic information about both the NSA and the FISA court.
0: Yeah, there you go. go. Well, so we'll see where this goes. The good news is, actually— uh they're not done fighting yet. There's a uh, there's going to be some more voting going down to defund different aspects of the NSA. We'll be following all of it. It's actually for the most part moving in the right direction, believe it or not.
2: Yeah, but you know, but Chris with, with if we get a possible defunding of the NSA, now we have another battle brewing.
0: Yeah, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Chase, uh that's all kind of on the table coming up pretty soon. So it it's interesting the timing of all of this, too, because uh, yeah. there's a lot of funding things that are going on right now, yeah. especially in September. Yeah. Uh, we got to run. We're running over. But one thing I wanted to cover before we get out of here, top-voted story in the unfiltered subreddit. This is
2: what I was leading to, by the way, and, this battle.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I, which battle are you talking about?
2: I'm talking about the TSA. Oh, that's
0: what I'm talking about, too. Uh, yeah. How angry are you after hearing about this story, <laughs> right? I know
2: we're going to have a, a clip, but before we roll the clip, I, I actually – I. I kind of observe and vote on the unfiltered subreddit. I leave a lot of my feelings here for the show. Uh, but... I saw this on the unfiltered subreddit. You had to comment. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable.
0: I was the submitter of this story
2: to the yeah. subreddit, top-voted well, story. I was, ready, I was ready to submit it. Yeah, and you're you like, were. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it before you did. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: In fact, a lot of times I'll submit something, and then I'll go back and realize somebody submitted it like a, like a half hour before I did or something. Yeah. It happens. There are really active people in there. But this story this week resonates with the audience. I know specifically that you know the TSA uh, – No one really grinds my gears. It's been grinding your gears, I know, Chase. Uh, Well, the the thing is, all right, TSA. You
2: know, it's security theater, in my opinion.
0: Exactly. And and now it's like an employment program, right? And
2: now and now, you know, uh, they are spreading their wings, if you will, and moving on to other things. (laughs)
6: New concerns that your next trip on public transit systems could take a whole lot longer. Like donkeys. As we learn that the TSA plans to bring their popular security tactics to a public transit station near you. Fox's Trace Gallagher is live in our West Coast newsroom. What does this mean, Trace?
3: Well, TSA actually calls this the Viper Team Alley, which stands Viper. for Visible Intermodel Prevention and Response. And they actually created this team after the 2004 Madrid train bombings. Uh, the team includes explosive experts, behavioral detection officers, and canine handlers. And the focus is mostly behavioral on securing trains and subways. But officers. as you watch this video, you can see they're now expanding into sporting events.
2: Wait, I behavioral detection <laughs> yeah, yeah. officer. Let's let's focus on that for. How a minute, do I Chase? get that job? I because I think I'd be good at that.
0: I actually I was under why. the impression that um a, a civil police. I, I, okay, okay, hold on. I'm really confused. See now, you see, you got to understand. I thought they weren't a law enforcement here. Public I thought they education. weren't a law enforcement power. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought. See, public education, Chase. public yeah. education. Yeah, yeah. Um, Me but, too. By so, the way, Me um, too. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Police force is a civilian force, right? A uh, 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 force uh, by the people, right? Chase, right? Yeah, Chase. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. What happens is usually okay. the city mayor yeah. or you know, uh, you know, a sheriff. They'll deputize. Now, you hey, know, Chase. That sort of yeah, Chase. Yeah, yeah. Do
0: Do you and I live in a state? Uh, we do live in a the, one, one of the that states. S- that state is a member of a union, right? Chase. That's correct. Uh, we now, have fifty states in this union. That federal union is. Uh, <sighs> Did they, are they supposed to have a police force? I mean, I know they have the Federal Bureau of Investigation guys that like wear the cool jackets and have the cool logo on the back of the jacket. I would really like that jacket, by the way. But uh, a police force, if you guys haven't seen the video of this coverage, these guys are wearing Homeland Security police force jackets. Homeland Security police. What ...focuses mostly
3: on securing trains and subways, but as you watch this video, you can see they're now expanding into sporting events, rodeos, music festivals. The government says that the Viper teams are needed to guard against terror, but civil rights groups say this amounts to more warrantless searches with no probable cause. The Electronic Privacy Information Center says Quoting here, the problem with TSA stopping and searching people in public places outside the airport is that there are no real legal standards or probable cause. It's something that is easily abused. Critics wonder if shopping malls and movie theaters might be next. The feds say, if you don't want to be searched, you don't have to ride the train or attend the events.
0: You don't have to. You don't got to ride that train. You know
2: what? If you don't want to be searched, stay at home, slave. Don't go to that rodeo. Stay home. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Stay home. Order your food from Amazon or Safeway. Have it sent to your door. You know what? Don't even work because if you go and work, you're going right. to get strip searched at work. God, seriously. So, you know what? Go
0: fuck yourself. <laughs> seriously. Boom, another F bomb for the show. So, uh, this is from the New York Times. Now, I want to The reason why when when the New York Times covers it, it's notable because then all of the lackey press are allowed to cover it once the New York Times covers it. So headline from the New York Times TSA expands duties beyond airport security. Here's the uh here's the here's the poll quote that I grabbed from the article. With little fanfare, the agency best known for airport screenings has vastly expanded its reach to supporting events, music festivals, rodeos, yeah! highway, way stations, and train terminals. So
2: so if you don't want to be searched, Chris. Don't go to the Darrington Rodeo this weekend. Right. Don't drive down the highway. Right. Uh, and don't
0: ride the train. And don't go on the train. Now ride your bike. Um, ride I, your bike. I don't. I'm I, this. So one of the things about the unfiltered show is I kind of expose aspects of my personality that I don't normally share in a professional environment uh-huh. that would perhaps have sponsorship. Uh huh. I don't fly because of the security situation. You don't fly seriously? I do on very rare. Very like it has to be of extreme personal worth. Like, yeah, I have to go through this intense evaluation process where I will consider with to great extent whether it is worth me traveling. And because one of the reasons is because my personal response to the more controlled system, the more lockdown, the prison state, the prison planet, as you might call it, is to not participate in it. I I now work at home. I don't go out very much. I I I have withdrawn more and more. One of the reasons I You've don't travel. You've become more introverted. I have because of this. And and I'll, I'm not going to lie, I've even considered doing like Jupiter broadcasting on the road trips around train stops. But now that I'm seeing this, I'm like, well, this kind of ruins that plan. I don't want the TSA at the movie theaters. I don't want the TSA at the rodeo. I don't want TSA at the music concert I go to. I don't want TSA at the highway this, way station. I don't is, want TSA on the train. This is an amoeba. This is a virus. This uh, is an employment program. Well,
2: not just that, but it's a virus that is expanding and getting larger and larger until it's it a gets cancer. stopped.
0: Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was being polite about it, but it's yeah, a
0: cancer. You're right. Yeah. It's a cancer.
2: Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, you know, I, I'm actually going to be doing some traveling here in November. And uh, now I'm pre-screened. I'm uh, TSA pre-checked. We talked about this, right?
0: Well, this actually makes sense because as as these things become in, in, institutionalized, want, they want as they become normalized, these
2: programs,
0: they want them to be sustainable. They want them to be scalable. They want them to sort of, you know, they gotta they gotta be able to maintain the theater aspect of it, but they also don't want to inconvenience you too much. Honestly, Chase, if I was traveling, I'd sign up for this theater pass too. It's like you get like a you get a you get a you get a club card to the movie theater now. Yep, yep. Well, but but Chris, if you don't want to be searched, don't go anywhere. Right, exactly. Don't go to the rodeo, Chase. I like a good rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rodeo, should we get to some of the feedback before we, we get so, out of here? Yeah,
2: we got some feedback uh, this week. Uh, this uh, email uh, came in from C.K. and he writes in the following: "Hello, I'm a frequent viewer of Lass, and just recently watched started watching." A few other of your other shows, like Heyo. Plan B and Unfilter. Love it all. Keep it up. Thanks, sir. My question is, will you cover any stories about stuff outside the U.S.? I understand news in America is basically look like America is the whole world, but you're smart enough to go around that. As of right now, it's obviously a lot of U.S. scandals, so I don't expect any other nation to take the spotlight anytime soon, but I'd like to see a wider view, so to speak. If Even if no, I'll still keep watching. Thank you. Well, you know... This
18: is
8: CNN's Wolf Blitzer, and you're in the Situation Room.
2: Right now, here in the Situation Room, Jupiter Broadcasting Studios, we have our foreign correspondent, Chris Fisher, here with an important report. Chris, what's going on today?
1: Hey, Chase,
0: I'm here from the remote location on the Situ- situation studios. room. Yes. Uh, I want to report that yes, uh, the United States is the greatest empire ever known to mankind, and every single thing we do affects every single nation around the world. We are the great empire. It sucks to be everybody else. Hey. Thank
2: Wolf you very Blitzer. much. And that is uh, Wolf Blitzer. I am in the
0: situation room. Actually, uh, in all seriousness, This is actually probably the number one thing we struggle with on this show. It's tough. It is tough.
2: Because, I mean, first off, you know, right now we're in the middle of one of the biggest stories of our generation.
0: Yeah. But we also recognize about 30% of the unfiltered audience lives outside the U.S. Yep, that's true. Um, You know, one of the things that you could probably appropriately stereotype Americans is we really only care about America. And I'm not saying that's not the case. But what I am saying is um, we are not properly equipped to be really well-educated on everything that's happening outside. But what we are well-equipped on is to monitor our own leaders, to monitor our own politicians, to monitor our own events and comment on how they are affecting the rest of the world. So if you are somebody where the United States is affecting you, I want this show to be something you can tune into to get perspective on what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we are in the unique position where, for example, the situation in Egypt. We can't... We couldn't, as a podcast, we don't have the ability to send somebody on location and interview the people. I, I just couldn't do that. But what I can do is I can appropriately and completely document the United States' response to that situation in Egypt. And Chase and I can sit here and we can report on that as the United States is handling the situation. And I believe... I believe that is still a very valuable contribution, and I believe that is worth documenting, even just for history's perspective. Yep. And and while that is not the singular purpose and focus of this show, it is something I keep in mind. When we are sort of recording things that are potentially worth looking back through history at,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I do. So it's not that we exclude everything else. It's that we just have to take into consideration what our strengths are. <sighs> right, Chase? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I feel like you're bummed out. Don't be bummed out. No, down. I'm sorry. I'm all right. All right. Next email? Next email coming in uh, to the uh, Jupiter
2: Broadcasting Studios. <laughs> Unfilter at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Sure. Uh, dear Unfilter crew, I like to listen to the JB live stream while here at work and even try to evangelize JB and the Unfilter show with the people that I know that are more open-minded and willing to listen to other people's opinions and even have a rash and even have rational arguments. Hey, uh, currently, I'm listening to back episodes of Unfilter. I've noticed that... In the earlier, in the life of the show, there were a few more fluff stories. Beyonce's lip-syncing scandal, fake food. Uh, but since all of the NSA Soden leaks, there have been a real focus on the stories that will make history. I think y'all are doing an awesome job. I have been a supporter for the f- past few months in uh, sending in 15 bucks a month using the donate option just to have one monthly bill for Jupiter Broadcasting. Love all your shows from Nix. via via bit message which by the way is a way that people could also send messages in the show
0: we have our bit message address in the show and then you can be confidential about it what do you think about that chase so you know we have kind of focused in every episode is a little more focused now um and i you know we're sitting here you're a little bummed out at the end of the episode well it's one of those situations
2: where you know as i said just a moment ago you know this is one of those times in our life it's
0: the tsa and the and the judicial stuff specifically, right? Today? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, it's like, come on. I mean,
2: you know, the, the government, I mean, it's opened up my eyes, and hopefully it's opened up your guys' eyes. And it's one of those situations where it's just like, sometimes you want to be like the ostrich and just leave me alone. Let me put my head in the sand and pretend it can't all go away.
0: So... Do you take any comfort in the concept that you are sort of leading the edge of people who are becoming I do. aware?
2: Sure, sure. The, the, only, the only obvious danger in that is there's always inherent risk. And yeah. now that we've heard about what the NSA yeah. and yeah. what the government can do, it sometimes freaks you out a little bit.
0: I'll be honest. I'm, I am using DuckDuckGo these days. See, um, I was searching a lot around Al-Qaeda and AQAP today, mm-hmm. and I did get a little freaked out about it because i was searching along along the terms of underwear bombs because i wanted to read up about the underwear bomber uh, see, see. and aqap and i thought and you know there was that story this week about the uh, about the uh, couple who was searching for backpacks yeah. and and uh, and uh pressure cooker bombs and or no i'm sorry just pressure cookers actually yeah. um and it it does freak me out a little bit but um at the same time what i kind of bring it back to is you and i do have a unique skill in the sense that we do a couple of things um First of all, we know how the hell to do a show. Mm -hmm. Second of all, uh, we know um, how to sort of take a big picture topic and break it down into a singular narrative. Could you honestly picture knowing everything you know and not sitting on the show and talking about it?
2: It's tough because it would eventually start burning a hole in you.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's why, I mean, you think back to why we started the show, that's why we're sitting here in the first place.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So... It's one of those things where uh, it is something I struggle with as well. But uh, I would say for all of you out there who are listening to this show, who get a little down after an episode of Unfiltered, that's not our intention. And that is not, by the way, how you retain an audience. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
2: Well, that's what – honestly, that's part of the reason why I try to inject a lot of humor yeah, into things. Because, because you know, I, uh, I, I steal this quote. I, I heard this quote on sports radio in San Francisco and that and i know probably somebody else stole it from somebody else but the quote was angels fly because they take themselves lightly and i've always liked that quote and i you know what we we just sometimes need to not take ourselves and take things so seriously oh my gosh it's anderson cooper everybody yeah <laughs> It's Anderson Cooper. Uh, no, it's one of those things that, you know, we need to realize, you guys, it, it's about your family, it's about your friends, it's about enjoying life and doing what you love doing. And no matter what's happening with the federal government, your state government, your local government, love life, love your friends, love your family, yeah. and that's and,
12: the way know, go. And, you if
0: you really get too down about it, honestly, go take a hike. I know that sounds ridiculous, but go yeah. take a hike. You'll be surprised. You'll realize how many things uh, that big bad government out there doesn't actually control. Yeah. All right, Mr. Chase. Uh, before we get out of here, yeah. I want to mention our awesome subreddit this Break week. Break out has, that red book. Has Break freaking it freaking rocked it Break this week. Break it
2: out. Break it out because I made a prediction. I made a prediction, oh, I made a prediction that week, I was I was hoping that we would boost boost through our yeah. our yeah. previously yeah. failed. Goal. No, I know, I know, I know. Now
0: our goal was. Well, you wanted to get to 575, which we reached, no, 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 but no, no, no. then you wanted to get to 615 after that. <laughs> well, guess what, Chris? What's that, Chris? We blew through that number. What? 639. <laughs> 639. Well, which we've had a great a- subreddit this week. And actually, so much stuff we didn't get to this week is linked in that subreddit. Yes. It is very worth your time oh, it's to look great. at it. So, so here I am. I'm going to go
2: ahead and bring out the next prediction. Right, I got the pen ready. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 646. Uh, since, you know, I like those kind of numbers. 646. 646 is my prediction for the, uh, or not prediction, but hope by the time the next episode rolls around next week. All right. Week. What do you got, Chase? Uh, where should people find you throughout the week? Well, people can find me on uh, chasenunas.com. There you can link up with me on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, friend me on Facebook or Google Plus. Uh, LinkedIn, if you're an employer, hint, hint. Yep. Hey. I also take pictures and do YouTube stuff. And I have a a neat little gaming and geeky network called GeekGamer.TV. We got PAX coverage coming up. We got MineCon coverage coming up. A lot of great things happening. PAX stuff is
0: going to be great right in our backyard, man. Now, Chris.
2: Yeah, man. You tweet. You put out things in 140 characters Dude,
0: wisdom in 140 characters. Twitter.com slash ChrisLES. Find out when we're live. Find out when episodes come out. Find out what's up. Schedule changes. All that stuff. Also, check out JupiterBroadcasting.com slash calendar. Calendar. And I want to remind you, you can support the show if you're not an actual supporter by using our affiliate links. But if you are a supporter, holy crap! Well, your you episodes clock in at Chris, two hours, and Chris, we got to go. It's
2: time. We will see you guys all
12: next, next week. week.